Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. Great sales staff that is there for you to save you money, not just there for the sale. And a service department that is there for you with the diagnostics, the inspections, and that backs it all up. All part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Neil Coolong today at 206 because we have Chris Wheeler, the former Phil's broadcaster, at 245 today. So looking forward to that. And then Rich Scarcella is going to join us on Friday's show at 2.15 for his take on Big Ten Media Days, which begins tomorrow in Indianapolis. So we got all that coming up. But first, of course, the former Nittany Lion himself, Saquon Barkley, out of nowhere after the comments he said late last week, then after... He was on that Zoom with a bunch of the other running backs that I talked about yesterday that basically was much ado about nothing and just to create more drama, and it was a complete waste of time. Well, then all of a sudden, you wake up early this morning, and he's got a one-year deal all of a sudden. So... What, what are you doing? <laughs> there you go. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out where Saquon Barkley is right now. Where is he? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out his, his mindset here. I guess things have changed. We went through this whole shebang about, oh, maybe I'm, I'm back and forth about holding out in camp, and he's on the Zoom call, and then it's still a one-year contract anyway. Now, it's more than the franchise tag. I get that. It's a smart move by the Giants, but in terms of this whole running back thing, I, I get they're stuck, but like that's why that whole Zoom thing yesterday, Steve, was just plain stupid because – they knew oh, the situation that they're in, and that's with, where it no, is. Seriously, stop it with the stupid, okay? You got to stop that stuff, all right? The reason they did it was, as I said, was just to show a solidarity. That's all it does, okay? Is that stupid to show solidarity? Is it stupid for you to walk over and support a, a fellow employee? Is that stupid? For McCaffrey, not necessarily, but it, it is what it is. So don't go off about it. Just it is what it is. You don't need to have this big Zoom meeting all of a sudden when you're not going to come up with any solutions. I'm just saying it was a waste of time. 
They know what the situation that we're in, and obviously they know because Saquon then signs this deal eight hours later. That's all I'm saying. All I'm just saying it's a wasted time. That's all did it was. I tell you, did I tell you who's going to report to camp on time? No, I'm not surprised that I'm not surprised he's going to report to camp on. I just didn't think he was going to sign this contract. I thought he'd eventually get himself to camp. I know he's not that kind of person. Hey, he's the kind of guy that like it crushes him not playing. Oh yeah, I I get it. I just was surprised he signed this type of deal. That's all. I'm not. No, it's not the deal that you should get. I also agree. But the whole world is not stupid, man. Be selective with your words. I mean, I'm, I'm and I'm being dead serious now. You got to be selective. Not everything is stupid in life. That's stupid. What having a Zoom call to show solidarity? That's not stupid. That's all. That's all it is. All right. It doesn't. It does. It. It's not a waste of time to talk to people. We have too many people sitting around tables in restaurants looking at their phones and not talking to each other. Then when people do talk to each other, you complain. Right? All I'm saying is it's not, it's not stupid to be in solidarity. It is stupid to have this conversation when we know Why? where they are right now. Why? Because you it can, because it's okay to always talk. It is always okay to talk. Okay? It doesn't mean something is going to come out of it. Every conversation does not lead to a solution. It doesn't. But you can compare notes. What have you gone through? How have they treated you? Why did this guy get a contract and I didn't? I mean, those are all things. The only way you're going to find out is if you ask and you talk to each other. Talking never hurts, ever. Right? It is not stupid to talk. You're the one that complains that Aaron Judge and the Yankees don't talk about his injury. They don't talk, you get you get mad. The running backs talk, you get mad. What do you like? Because there's in because with the Aaron Judge thing, there's information needing to be sought to relate to the fan base. In this case, we, they're already rehashing Excuse what me. we know Excuse that there's me. nothing have for them to do right heard, now. Have have you ever heard of HIPAA laws? I know you there's HIPAA laws. They don't have to release what he's doing. Aaron Judge did. Aaron Judge said he had, he had the toe injury. That's nothing we've ever heard from Aaron Boone or from Brian Cashman or anybody else in the Yankee because organization. as the person with the injury, he is allowed to say it. I I God, I get that. Know the laws and the I know rules, th- I you know that typical laws, 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 but they you do it in the NFL. You're not Matt. You're not having a good day. Okay, you're not off to a good start. You're not having a good day. You complaining about things that are. Okay, do I think having a Zoom call is like? Did it matter? Is it newsworthy? Not really. It isn't. Is it bad to have a new Zoom call? No. I have Zoom calls all the time. Some of them mean nothing. But at least we talked. Right then, and when they don't talk, you get mad. Fans should know. Really, you should know. I don't know why. Because it's wrecking your gambling world. I have no idea. No, it's because if I'm a fan paying money to go see Aaron Judge play, I want to know when he's going to play. You already know he's not going to play, okay? Yeah, but I don't know. He's not. He's out for the season. I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know any sorts of that. For last time we heard, he was put on the ten day IL. That tells me he's going to be back maybe in, le- in less than two weeks. It's been over two months now, and that's we still not, don't know when he's not, coming back. That is not how it works, okay? It's not how it works. You have options: ten days, sixty. 
Okay. Right, he wasn't well, placed on the 60-day DL, and we still didn't know exactly when he was coming back. Normally, when somebody gets placed on the 10-day IL, you think that. Then when it's getting close to that, normally you'll hear something where, oh, okay, this is taking a while. It's going to be longer than that. You haven't heard anything from the Yankees on that until Aaron Judge came out and said what he said. Because, and I get he can yeah. do that because it's the HIPAA law. I understand that. But, yeah, if, I'm, but if I'm a paying I, customer I, of a Yankee what, fan, man. I want to know when he's playing. That's all. Yeah, let's take a break. Because I think you need one. Uh, we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. What a big news today! Big news. Uh, so let's get to the big news, and then Matt can tell you which ones are stupid. All right. It's always fun to find out what you think is dumb. What do you think? How about we do it on a scale of 1 to 10 is what you think stupid is? Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Good. Well, this one you won't. This is this is this one's really serious. Ronnie James, LeBron's son, suffered a cardiac arrest in uh USC's practice yesterday. Uh he is now stable and out of the ICU. But my goodness, Matt, he's 18 years old. Yeah, that was very unusual and very scary. And that's that's now the second time we've seen that happen to a younger athlete, going back, of course, to DeMar Hamlin in the span of a year. Wow. Sheesh. Well, I mean, amazing that he's recovered that quickly. That was quicker than DeMar Hamlin was. DeMar Hamlin was in the ICU for several days after yeah. that happened. Bronny right. was out quick, which is good to see. I remember being at practice one day, basketball, and saw a player have a stroke. It's like, oh, this is, what, 20 years ago? Like, holy mackerel. Eventually, uh, he never played again here. Eventually, he played at Fordham after transferring. Next up, we are at Saquon Sciences deal, ends the stalemate. We will mark you down on a scale of 1 to 10 as a an 8 on the Zoom call being stupid. Fair? Fair, yes. <laughs> got, got. Well, hey, next, Jalen Brown, richest deal in NBA history, at least at this hour, five years, $304 million Supermax. It's not my money. <laughs> but I'm a big believer. If you have... I don't think Jalen Brown is a uh, generational talent, but he's a great talent. And the same thing with Jason Tatum. And remember, in the NBA, the Supermax numbers are going to be going up. Because when they get the new contract, TV contract, and it's two and a half to three times bigger than it is now, oh, the Brown deal will mean nothing. But I'm not big on breaking up teams. Uh, when they're good. The Celtics are good, not great, but they're good. Not having Jalen Brown, they'd be further back. Not having Jason Tatum, they'd be further back, just like the Sixers would be further back without Joel Embiid. Simple as simple as that. Um, that's why I would never trade Otani. Never. Uh, Patrice Bergeron announced his retirement. 38 years of age. Back issue. A great defensive player. 
a great face-off guy, leader, and um, third all-time in games played and in points for the Bruins beyond Ray Bork and uh, and Johnny Busick. All right, now we're going to get the one. This is going to really pique your interest. I know you're excited. You ready? Hit me. Jim Harbaugh is on the verge of a four-game suspension. You know what? To be honest, this is the first time I'm hearing about that. How's, how's, every, how's everybody doing now with Michigan in their final four in the preseason? Well, yeah, but you know what? Have you looked at Michigan's schedule? It doesn't mean much. That's true. I, I was I was thinking about that because I know when we went through all this, I didn't think they had the Michigan, hardest schedule the f- ever. First four games, the first oh, first four games. Let's see, Michigan football schedule. Yeah, it's all cupcake okay. games at home, if I remember correctly. Yes, uh, in the here we go, Michigan football schedule twenty because the three non-conference games. Oh, we had Phil Steele on yesterday. We're talking to Phil about hey, uh, first game the opener. Is East Carolina. Then they have UNLV. Game three is Bowling Green, and then they play their Big Ten opener. And all these games are at home with Rutgers. Yeah, there you go. Okay, those are the first four games of the season. All at home. Those would be the four you'd miss. So they're working toward a four-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh and one-game suspensions for Sharon Moore and Grant Newsom, two of the assistants, as part of a negotiated resolution with the NCAA infractions case. Michigan received a draft notice of allegations from the NCAA outlining potential rule violations involving Harbaugh's program in January. The Athletic has uh, learned that level one violation, they face four level twos, and one level one. The level one is the one levied against Harbaugh for providing false or misleading information. And this is not new. This has been out there. Now, his attorney is Tom Mars, who usually does a great job of getting you out of these things. But it looks like he's going to be suspended Harbaugh for the first four games. And we will find out tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if they go tomorrow, if Michigan's tomorrow or... Um, Thursday. So on a level of 1 to 10, how stupid? Well, in terms of the actual actions, that's that's about an 8. But in terms of the suspension, I'm fine with it. That's a 1. Oh, I knew you'd be in favor of the uh, suspension. Because after firing, suspension's your next favorite. When warranted, yes. And this is definitely warranted. Suspended with pay. <laughs> and I, But I wouldn't do the with pay part, but, you know, no, that's just not Hammond me. I, Jack Ham and I laugh about that all the time. One of the greatest games going is suspended with pay. <laughs> okay. You mean you're going to pay me not to work? Okay. <laughs> All right. Jim Phillips, who's the ACC commissioner, met with the media today. He addressed the league's finances, NIL, and yes, Northwestern. 
Because remember, he was the AD at Northwestern. Now, as expected, um, he did not comment, and he really can't. I mean, his attorneys are going to tell him, don't say anything. He did say, it's a very difficult time for the Northwestern community. My heart goes out to any person who carries the burden of mistreatment or has been harmed in any way. During my 30-year career in college athletics, my highest priority has been the health and safety of student-athletes, as you know, with this matter in litigation, I'm unable to share anything more at this time. Nor should he. Okay. He did say that he would vigorously defend himself in all this. And he did not negotiate the ACC contract. Remember that. He had nothing to do with the ACC contract that they're in right now. He said the league's partnership with ESPN is very strong. He said ESPN and the ACC are completely motivated together to generate additional dollars. He said the league has met with multiple TV consultants and shouldn't feel bad about being third. One area the ACC can capitalize this year, Matt, is there are more windows to put ACC games into. Why? Matt's thinking. The wheels are turning. I see the smoke. Because they don't have any Big Ten games to carry. That's the reason why. All those Big Ten windows are open. So now you can carry more ACC and Big 12 games if you want. Now, the year after, it changes. Because that's when the SEC contract gets into gear, and it's going to be SEC games they carry. But for this year, yeah. Plus, you have what could be a high-profile game with Notre Dame and Clemson this year, too. Always the opportunity to cash in on that. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll, that'll be a primetime game. They'll cash in on that. But that that game would have been in primetime no matter what. Um, but you can't keep playing that game every year. I mean, Notre Dame has to rotate through the schedule. You can't play Clemson every year. So... Sam Hartman, watching you pace back and forth. Do you pace more during a Notre Dame game or an Eagles game? Oh, Eagles game. Do you throw things at the TV during the Eagles game? I've only done that one time, and that was when Deuce Staley dropped a touchdown pass against the Panthers in the 3 NFC Championship game when I was in fifth grade. I threw a plastic soda bottle at the TV because I was disgusted by that point. Was it empty? It was empty, yes. CBS News Brief. UPS says it's reached an agreement to avoid a strike. Whoops. Well, I'm I'm all for UPS avoiding a strike. I don't know about you. I I am, of course. (laughs) I am. Hey, hey, let's face it. Hey. I mean, Amazon's got you like like down cold. <laughs> Holiday time, another box. <laughs> All right. Next half hour, what trades would Matt make to make the Yankees better? 
And who would he get rid of? Oh, plus we don't have your rant of the day. We already know what you think is stupid. Oh, yeah, there's a couple other things that got me fired up. Oh, he's not done yet. (laughs) Do you feel like you've ranted your way to success? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. (laughs) Well, when is the no? I don't know. I guess it kind of depends on the subject matter. (laughs) All right. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. And great to be with you. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online, sunburymotors.com. For Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre owned inventory, with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department. That backs it all up every step of the way. It's Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Now, while Matt was out calling, I mean, everything stupid from the parking lot to the running backs. I don't know what you thought. I don't know what you thought was so stupid about the parking lot. Did I miss something there? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! told me he thought Lyon County Road was stupid. He thought the service this morning at the restaurant was stupid. (laughs) It's time now for the rant of the day. Well, uh, under that category, I think the fits that is the perfect description of that category is ESPN. So their Facebook page posted something today about Andy Reid's tree. Andy Reid's like coaching tree. And it's got John Harbaugh, Ron Rivera, and goes has everybody Doug Peterson, and they're making a big deal like this was his coaching tree. Is this thing on? Andy Reid's been in the NFL for how long now? And you're just putting out a post about that now? Does anybody is anybody have a clue over there at ESPN? I, I actually I should answer that. The answer is no. Nobody has a clue over there right now. That's why people are getting laid off left and right, because Disney doesn't see how wrong they are right now. I That is probably <laughs> the most <laughs> ignorant post but, I have seen okay. from ESPN in quite some time. I'm sorry. And plus, it's got coaches on there that have had horrible head coaching careers, like Todd Bowles. And they're making a big deal that, he, oh, man, Todd Bowles was under the Andy Reid tree. And everybody else, yeah, we knew that. And they're all successful coaches. Like, wake up and smell the roses, ESPN. Who thought of that idea? Well, this goes back to what I was talking about the other day, though. And what did I talk about the other day? That writers are trying to keep themselves alive in the profession. So they're just trying to come up with whatever stories they can come up with just to keep themselves relevant and up front. Um... And so you're going to get stories like Jeff Passan and Major League Baseball trade deadline preview. 
Okay. But they're all guesses. The Barkley Cave, what's his future with the Giants? Answering five questions. Okay. Uh, the five-month NFL offseason in five minutes, everything you should know. Lamar can quiet the criticism with new-look Ravens offense. Jalen Brown's extension makes perfect sense for Celtics. Uh, watching U.S. women's national team at America's first all-women's sports bar. Trey Turner rejected after nightmare fifth inning. Well, that's kind of legit. Um, Dodgers giveaway to give away Kobe-themed jerseys. And Bappe loves it as NBA stars react to record bid for star. Five NHL teams that need to make a move. Kansas ahead, US, USC hit, and other results of the transfer portal. This is basketball. Adjusting fantasy values for rookies following NBA Summer League. Really? I mean, this is where we are. You're just trying to come up with stories, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've been there. I just think it could have been. I mean, you can go do something like that, but just present it differently. Don't present it to me as like all of a sudden this is breaking news that Andy Reid had as a tremendous coaching tree. We all knew that. You can do something else about it, like an, an update on the coaches, or you somehow get Andy Reid and you do a story about that or where all of Andy Reid's coaching trees now are, the top ten yeah. coaches <laughs> under Andy Reid's tree. You know, if you want to go stump, do something dumb like that, that we see this time of the year. I get it. But this post made it sound like this is breaking news. Andy Reid has all these different coaches under his tree. That's what I just thought was bizarre about it. And they've done that with Saban. They've done it with, you know, you know obviously I saw that done with Joe. You know, although Joe's wasn't as extensive because the guy stayed here so long. Um, but, yeah, it's... You know, 24-7 sports sounds like a cool concept until you actually have to execute it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, not, I've been there. It's not easy. It's not easy to execute it. You know, well, let's come up with stories. And, like, you know, every time these writers turn around, they get laid off by somebody. Um, hmm. So. Major League Baseball trade deadline cheat sheet. What to watch for all 30 teams and targets by a position. So let's go with the part that's easiest for you. It's not who to acquire. That's difficult for you. But on a team with Aaron Judge, you are the hanging judge. Which Yankees do you want to bag? <laughs> well, I would already DFA Josh Donaldson. I mean, that, that's easy. Um, I... I'd be curious to see what you can maneuver to get rid of Giancarlo Stan and like to send him to maybe a con contender. Like no some, way. Yeah, I don't think no, I don't no know way. how the I'd have to look at the parameters of the contract. I don't think it would be possible, but nobody wants to take on that yeah. kind of money. The Yankees would have to take on a ton of that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if if you if the Yankees took on a majority of the contract and they can get something in return, whether it's a you know 
late round pick or some prospect that is going to be a project or something like that just to get rid of the guy. You know, I would I would I would be okay with it, but I get it. it's a massive contract and that's a lot to work out, but I mean, that's the number one thing I look at right now because really that's that contract is has held up the Yankees from quite some time. It's kept them up because it's 270 something I think it is overall. For what? Next to nothing except for maybe a handful of seasons and then when he had those good handful of seasons that didn't transpire in the postseason. So I'd be looking for something like that. Um, any Severino, I'd be looking to move. I just don't think he has it. That's another guy. Those come on, are... you're in there with come on, you're in the room with Brian Cashman. Uh, after you're done telling him how stupid he is. <laughs> <laughs> What are the next moves you're going to tell him to make? Come on, here's well, your chance. Well, you need more. You need more bats. Go ahead and load and load up on the prospects and get some bats. Hats for bats. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Exactly right. If you look at the Yankees in the in their double A and and single A right now, they got some guys they can they can trade if for the right people. If you're going to make a move, you have to do one of two things. It's either you have to move these guys to try to win now, or you have to blow it up and start from scratch and see what these guys can do as they make their way up. How important, if the Mets were to sweep the two-game series, would you blow it up? I'm I'm already ready to blow it up regardless of what happens with the Mets. I've been ready to do that. In fact, what put me over the edge was the Rocky series to begin the second half of the season because of how painful that series was to watch when the Yankees, even though they're not a great team, they're still significantly better than that baseball team, and they barely won two out of three against that baseball team after the All-Star break. That's when that was the final waving of the white flag for me. So I'm there right now to blow it up. Let me see. This team isn't just boring. They are painful to watch. Oh, painful for you. There are a lot of people taking great delight in watching this. Well, if you're a Yankee fan, they're boring and they're painful. All right, so you're talking about 2% of the population. (laughs) No, actually, you're right, because there's the other... 10% 10% of the population that claim they're Yankee fans, that they'll just wear that, but they only wear the hat because it matches their clothes or they think it looks cool, but they couldn't tell you who Aaron Judge is. So, yes, you're right. Because of that percent, 2% are actual real Yankee fans. And yet the New York Times stopped covering sports. How about that? Yeah, that's... I'm stunned. I was stunned when I... I I was stunned. I shouldn't be, but I was still stunned by that because it's the New York Times. But I'm a firm believer because I am in... I've been a victim of it. That print is dying. There is no question. Print is dying. I'm sorry to say you're right. Uh, Not sorry that you said it because you're accurate. Um, But I'm sorry to say you're right. And that's unfortunate. Because that's not, you know... 
As I was saying yesterday, I like sitting there with a newspaper, especially on a Sunday. Take some time, do a little reading. We're talking earlier today about uh, going to a restaurant and devices, which I think I mentioned to you during the during your rant and when I ranted back at you. <laughs> I thought everything is stupid, Matt. <laughs> Which is true. Come on, you gotta you gotta say not everything is stupid. No, not everything is. Yeah. Yeah. What is your percentage on calling things stupid? Rather high. That is accurate. <laughs> okay, but people are on their devices, and that's why I'm talking about the talking part. Um, and I said it was, it was a good thing that they at least talked. Just to talk, compare notes, see, you know, you know, what are your, what's your experience? What are you going through? What did your agent run into? Why? Right? I mean, that's, that's why you try, you get more information through talking. And I was talking to some people earlier today, and whatever, phones came up. And I said, you know, and I never take my phone to dinner when I'm on the road. I never have my phone with me at dinner when I'm eating at home. I just don't. Why? Because I want to talk to people. I want to converse with them. I don't want to be distracted by having it there. I remember a few years ago, Jack Ham looked over at me at dinner on a Friday night before a game. He said, hey, Steve, by the way, what time is it? And I said, I don't know. He said, well, check your phone. I said, Jack, I don't have my phone with me. I said, I never bring my phone down to dinner. I said, I want to talk to people. And he looked at me, and he says, wow. Right? need to do more talking with one another, more face-to-face conversing. I mean, the one, the one element of this show that I wish we had was I wish you and I did the show on Zoom, where I could see you and you could see me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do miss right. having I mean, that. That way, that way, every time I said something, I watch you roll your eyes. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. That's he saying what? <laughs> what the hell? I mean, because I'm used to it now. But yeah, it is weird to to talk to you every day, and I'm looking at a speaker and not your face, so to speak. Or I just hear okay. you through my headset. Okay. Now some people think that's a plus, <laughs> especially a lot of women. <laughs> oh my almighty! <laughs> Like, I don't want to look at him. <laughs> uh, but I would like to do the show on Zoom where we literally can see each other and talk to each other on something like this and still be able to do it on with calls and things like that from the audience. I know we got Neil coming up in the next half hour and wheels on and the wheels is on after that, right? Two forty five? Correct. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's. Um, but I, I'd rather talk to people. That's why I have no problem with the running backs talking. I mean, is it a big story? No, I don't think it's a big story at all. But again, we're at that time of the year where there's not a lot going on, so anything becomes a big story. Now, this is a day like that running back thing would have been way off in the background today because of the Bronny James um, cardiac arrest. 
and the Jim Harbaugh suspension and so forth. Okay, so, it, you know, so it depends on the day. Well, it turned out they did it on a day where nothing was going on. But it's okay for people to talk. Get information. Find out. How many times do you sit there like, okay, you go through a meeting and, like, it's something that was important that was not important in the meeting, but later it came up and you felt like you had an answer to it. So that's why you talk. Um, and as for ESPN, uh, you know, it is um, it's amazing when sometimes the wheels come off the wagon a bit. And the wheels have come off the wagon for ESPN in a way, not completely, but in a way, over the last 10 years. We've had a couple big layoffs, and I just felt like they've, they've lost the ability to get the network on a roll. The network was really rolling in the late 80s, on a big-time roll in the 90s, and into the early 2000s. And then after the early 2000s, I don't know if there was an attitude change there or but they kind of lost their kind of lost their feel for the whole thing. As to, you know, how do you do sports center? What do you want to do with sports center? What's important? What's not? How do you do you know, for the most part, I mean game day, college game day is, for the most part, excellent. College basketball game day, for the most part, is excellent. All their other pregame shows stink. Why? You're the all-sports people. How could you put on a bad pregame show? Because I don't think they know who they're broadcasting to. I feel like they're bending over backwards all the time, trying to appeal to a younger audience which I understand the younger demographic is critical. But I think there are ways of doing it that still interest a younger generation, okay? And I just feel like they've lost, that that they're always trying to find something now and they can't find the niche in what they're doing. Now, when they're doing games, for the most part, they're fine. There's some games you sit back and go, okay, stop being inventive with camera angles. I, you know, I don't, I don't see what you're doing here. I, there's a standard way of doing it. Do it where the audience is comfortable. But I don't know. You know I, I realized during the day, the shows that you see with Stephen A. Smith and so forth, those are easy shows to do. It's a studio. It's three people talking and, you know, a few cameras, that's it. Nothing complicated, all right? But what strikes me is, whether it's the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, or Major League Baseball, they don't do a good pregame show. I can't watch it anymore. Now, when we get to, you know, like I said, college game day, I think is very good. And basketball game day is very good. But I feel like nothing else they do in the lead-up or the post-game is very good. I think their women's basketball pre-game and post-game coverage leaves a tremendous amount to be desired. The games are good, well-announced, the whole deal, but the lead-in 
in the post, you sit back and go, okay, I've learned nothing about the game from you people. I don't know what you think. 100%. I feel both game day shows are fantastic watches. Everything else, snooze fest. Especially the NBA shows. Oh, I just don't get it. I mean, the NBA on TNT crushes these people. Now, maybe it's because of the personalities. I don't know. You know, they've got Charles Barkley, Kenny the Jet Smith, Ernie Johnson, and Shaq, and you don't. Okay, maybe that's it. I don't know. But they have a way of doing it that just is serious when it needs to be serious and fun when it needs to be fun. And I feel like ESPN tries to turn everything into a soap opera. Okay, you know, it's okay to have fun. It's sports. Boy, Jalen Brown makes more money than Joel Embiid. What do you think? That's fine. He's not worth 300 mil. Neither, Actually, neither guy is worth 300 mil, to be honest with you. But these contracts are going to get bigger, Matt. I know. It's, it's scary. Oh, it really is. Because but the Celtics can have it if they want to. That's fine. They can bottle up their cap now. Yeah, but the cap's going to go way up because in two years that TV deal is going to be way up, and that's, that's going to take the cap. That's going to take the cap way up. It's all timing. Yeah. Everything's timing. Here's here's a question for you to ponder. Soccer's the world game, right? Mbappe, we already have Ronaldo under contract, and they're trying to get Mbappe, right? Golf is a world game. Not quite like soccer, but still is a world game. Basketball is becoming a world game. Does Saudi Arabia get involved in basketball? Nothing surprises me anymore. Well, if they get into hockey, I'd be surprised. <laughs> 